0: Well, kia ora, hello, and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's message. So we're going to jump back into the book of James today book of james we've been going through the last few weeks it's a letter to the church james wrote to the church there was persecution in jerusalem and so many of the christians they just had to get out of town and they went they were just everywhere and he sort of wrote this letter and said copy this and just send it out to everyone in all sorts of places and uh we're going through this book of james we're going through line by line and it's just so encouraging it's so practical so challenging and uh who's been enjoying the series so far Lots of you. I, I've, I've been hearing a lot of people are enjoying it. it. It's a little bit like medicine. You know, it's good for you. Sometimes it can be a little hard to swallow. It's uh, James is pretty punchy. He gets into some punchy things uh, today as well. But as we get going, I'd love to pray. And like as I pray, please like pray for yourself as well. Like pray that God would speak to you. Like you know, whatever of this message today is for you just pray that it would you'd hear it it would land and uh, so, so you pray like Lord help me to hear what I need to hear today but, but let's pray God we, we do welcome your presence here and, and God we pray that today would not just be about uh, learning new skills God but it would be about you changing our hearts God everything uh, everything falls into place God when you change our hearts we pray for that God we pray you'd change us, God, may your, your word be, be real for us today, you'd speak to us today, but change us, God, change change us, change our, our church, that we would be uh, more and more, God, people of love and light, God, in this community, we pray. Come Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Amen. All right, chapter 3, verse 13, chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Who is wise and understanding among you? It's a good question. Yeah. Look, it can be easy to think that wisdom is just like knowledge, eh? just things that you know. Um, but having knowledge and having wisdom, that's not the same thing. There's a guy. Years ago, I worked with this, a guy when I was working in England. Years ago, and we uh, were working on these projects together. And he was running the team and running all the all these guys. It was a construction project, and I'm thinking like, this guy's in his 20s. This guy's a genius at running projects. He just seems to know, you know, how to how to run projects. And um, and then on Mondays, he would come and he would tell me about um, this conversation he had with this girl he was trying to get to know in the pub on the weekend and i'm thinking like no <laughs> like, like, you don't get you, you don't get pick up lines from a book like you, you don't some you don't tell someone that you've just met that you like their butt you just <laughs> you, it's, like, it's not wisdom it's not like i describe wisdom as skill at living life Skill at living life That's my description You may have a different one or a better one But this one has really worked for me You know when someone starts a conversation With who is wise among you That really it's, it's It's a starting of Hey Have a bit of a self assessment here Like how are you going Are you wise Are you a wise person and if someone asked us that, like, are you a wise person? Like, w- probably we would say yes. Because the alternative is a little um, discouraging, isn't it? Because, like, if you're not a wise person, it means you're a foolish person. And, like, we don't want to... So we Okay, so we're a wise person. And then when they ask something like, who is wise among you, usually they're going sa- to go two different ways. If someone says to you, like, like, if you're wise, or, you know, who is wise among you, And then the next bit is either like, uh, if you're wise, then why did you do that dumb thing? You know, like you've heard that one before, maybe from your parents. Like you know, like, like if you're wise, you know, if you're wise, then why didn't you put the handbrake on when you were launching the boat? Like you know that one. Like, if you're wise. Why did you invest in that company that, you know, sells fridges to Eskimos, I don't know. It's it's like yeah, why why'd you do that? Or the other way that people go is like, you know, if you're wise, then you need to listen to this cuz I've like if you're wise, you would listen to what I have to say cuz this is some good stuff. Like if you're wise, you will you're going to you, you should set up a savings account so you don't spend all your money. You know, if you are wise, you should check the fluids in your car. You know, regularly. Um, it's like a public service announcement for for all of us. Just like, how many people have learned that one the hard way? Yeah, yeah, we know. Eh? We know. <laughs> so, which way is James going to go? He says this. His his point, his thing. He's saying is, if you are wise, prove it. If you are wise. Prove it. Listen to this. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Other translations say that, like, um, if you are wise, prove it. Don't just do a self-assessment and think like, oh no, I'm I'm not foolish. I've I've seen foolish. <laughs> Like, I've seen foolish. He's the guy that lives next door and cuts his own trees down, you know, <laughs> doesn't have a garage anymore. <laughs> you know, that, that guy, I, you know, he's not, not that guy. But if you say, yeah, I'm wise, James is saying, prove it. Prove it. Because, friends, you may believe in God. You may believe in God. Yeah, I believe in God. But you may not have let God's wisdom really take a hold in your life. I'm not talking about when you're here at church on Sundays, when we're, we're all very sweet angels on Sundays, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, but what's it like at work? What's it like on the sports field? What's it like at home? You know, what is it like at home? I had this story about these three guys, they went to a, a seminar and it was a seminar on about like how to get your wife to do what you wanted her to do. <laughs> and they thought, this is great. They came home and they said, why don't we try this for a few, and then we'll get together at the end of the week, we'll see how it goes. So they got together and the first guy says, like, well, like, I went home and I said, honey, like, things are going to change. <laughs> and uh, he said well and they said well oh, how'd it go well I said like the first day nothing really not really much changed And second day nothing much changed third day nothing much oh okay second guy how'd you go he said like well I went home she's like sweetheart like <laughs> things are going to change and they said well how'd it go and it's like no well first day I didn't really see any change second day not really changed and things, I don't know just didn't really see any change and they asked the third guy how did you go so i went home and said like babe like things are going to change things are going to change around here and first day they said how'd it go said, the first day well nothing really changed i couldn't really see any change then the the second day i couldn't really see any any change but on the third day i just managed to see a little bit out of my right eye (laughs) 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 just we got some friends that... Uh, it's not a true story. Um, um, we got some friends that... This is a true story. Who... Um, their family background was um, pretty rough. Um, wasn't... Um, no sort of faith in their, in their homes, and their backgrounds. And uh, as adults, they found Jesus. It was just wonderful. And the, the two of them, they, they got married. And... Uh, but. Um, as they were trying to figure out things at home, like when things got fired up in their home, she threw plates. I, I, this is, we've known these guys for like thirty years. They're still married. They've learned some different ways <laughs> of <laughs> working through some of the, you know, the challenges. Um, but I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's like at, at home for you, behind closed doors. My, I suspect that there's a lot of life and a lot of love and a lot of wisdom that gets outworked in your homes because for a lot of you, we've journeyed for a while, we've got to know each other, you know, we, uh, and I see a lot of that. Um, but you know, if, there's, if there's conflict at home or in different places, like wisdom invites us to make some changes because wisdom shows up most in relationships. And let's have a look at what James says here as we keep going. Because James, he starts to ask us to look a bit more closely at our, at our lives. So we'll keep reading. We'll go, we'll jump, and then we'll jump back in. We'll jump over to verse 17, and then we'll drop back into the other couple of verses we've missed. And uh, the punchline word here is peace, okay? This is, this is what James says. But the wisdom that comes from heaven, this is like God's wisdom. The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. This is what Christians do. They sow peace. They make peace. They love peace. Peace-loving, peacemakers, so in peace. The people of God are a people of peace. It's a primary characteristic of the people of God, they're a people of peace. Jesus taught us this in Matthew chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Like there's... So many places in our world where there is conflict. You've got the big stuff on, there. you've got the Ukraine thing. What a what a horror thing that is! Local, big um, New Zealand things like recently, you know, people starting fires in Parliament grounds and you know throwing things at, at the police. And, you know, it, you don't have to look too far online before you start to see, um, you know, angry people. What a great place for starting arguments online. A pastor friend of mine. He, um, thinking that he was, you know, doing a um, community service, <laughs> posted a photo of himself uh, getting vaccinated. And like I saw that, I thought like, bro, I'm like, I'm not going to work for the rest of the thing. I'm just going to sit back and watch this one unfold. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> that was a lot of, a lot of crazy on the back of that. And uh, you know, and I've heard that with a lot of the social media stuff, a lot of the algorithms that are all tucked in behind it, I don't really get the, the science of it, but it's all set up and designed to like, promote outrage and anger because it just leads to more clicks. I heard of this aquarium in California, so, you know, and, um, and they posted a picture of an otter, that looked particularly fat, and um, they just posted it, and they just you know um, trying to promote like marina awareness and understanding and um, and they got smashed <laughs> like online, they just got smashed anger outrage, <laughs> fat shaming <laughs> you look it up look it up. We're living in a world full of conflict, and Jesus says we are to make peace. Ever since there's been people, there's been conflict. You look at our, our scriptures, our scriptures doesn't, you know, it fires up. The opening pages of the Bible, there's family conflict. And like, not just not just a minor conflict, like a brother kills a brother on the back of this conflict cain killing abel many of you may have some kind of conflict with a with a family member some of you may even be alienated from a family member like a you know a, a brother or a sister or you know one of your children or your parents or your uncles or, and uh, it may be you know, their, their choice, it may be from your choice, it may be a, a mutual thing. You just don't sort of speak to each other anymore. You, know, you may have a big conflict with, uh, with an ex spouse, or you may even have a conflict with your next door neighbours. You've seen that TV show, like, Neighbours from Hell? It's like sometimes, you know, like you're moving and you don't quite realise where you're moving to. But friends, we're called to be peacemakers. We're called to be peacemakers. Romans 12:18. If it is possible, this is, this is great, because this is pretty helpful for us. It's calling us to be peacemakers, but it also says recognizes the challenges that sometimes it's just not possible. But it's still the invitation, let's do what we can. Listen to this. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Yeah, you know, the word "peace" in in our scriptures is uh, oftentimes it's the uh, it's been translated into English from the Hebrew word "shalom." And "shalom" is so much more than just an absence of fighting, like because often we th- may think that's what peace is. It just means that we're not fighting, an absence of war. But "shalom," the the Hebrew word "shalom," is so much more than that. It's 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 that like <sighs> everything's, everything's okay. Everything is in its right place. Everything is, is good in my world. It's all good. So, how do we make peace? How do we make peace? Remember, James is this book of wisdom about what, what wisdom looks like in action, in real life. Okay, so okay, what does that mean for me in my situation, in my community, in my workplace, you know, my sports team? It was lovely hearing about sports, eh? But, like, I can remember, with, I got a bit competitive when I was younger playing sports. <laughs> like, like, I wasn't thinking, I, mean, I used to play a lot of basketball. <laughs> um, it, who has heard that basketball is a non-contact sport? like it's in the rules a non-contact sport like man i used to come home with bruises and scratches and uh and so did the people i played against <laughs> and uh like the thought of going out onto a basketball court with peace was never in my my mind but like i have to I'll probably just have to go and talk to jesus about that um where do we get up to <laughs> So James says, you know what, the wisdom what we need, if if we want to become people who make peace, we need wisdom from above. We need wisdom from God. You know, remember James when we started the, the series on James, James chapter one, verse five, right at the start. And and James says, like, if you need wisdom, then you ask for it. You ask for God. Ask God for it. He wants to give you wisdom. Ask for it. And I've just made, tried to make that a habit in my life, in tense situations, to take a, take a quick little breath and pray, God, give me wisdom. When I'm driving to something, you know, and I know it's going to you know, potentially be a challenging conversation, like, God, give me wisdom. So the opposite of uh, asking for God's wisdom is like trusting your gut, mm-hmm. or the self-help books, or your mates. Now... There's, there can be real. There can be value in that, okay. But like, let me tell you one thing too. I think for for New Zealand culture in particular is that if you ask your friends for advice, most of the time, I've seen this like across the board. Most of the time, they are going to tell you what you want to hear, because they are, there's not that many people that are willing to. Um, Step into a conversation that's going to be awkward and risk damaging the friendship. Because the friendship's important. So just say just it's just helpful. When you ask your friends for advice, just have that, just know that. Quite probably they may just be telling you what you want to hear. To protect the friendship, out of a desire to protect the friendship. So like God is saying there is wisdom that you can obtain that's beyond just the self-help books. Now, like if we went to a conflict conflict resolution class, like there's going to be some things in that that's going to be helpful. Like if we if we read a book about conflict resolution, there's going to be things in that that's going to be helpful. Um but what James is saying that there's a wisdom from God that is so much more so much different than just obtaining a set of skills. It's about having a changed heart it's about having a changed heart the wisdom from God makes us into different people and that often is that journey of growing into the fruit of the spirit if you're not familiar with that the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit that as we come into relationship with God that, and we walk with God the spirit of God works in us to bring things in, out of us like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness we don't need new techniques we need to be a new creation we become a peacemaker by being transformed by God so in conflict if we've if, if been changed by God in conflict what we think and what we say and we do flows out of a changed heart rather than just like what's a technique here Okay, so if we're in a situation where there's tension, there's some conflict, and we're asking for some, we're we're looking for some counsel, we're looking for some counsel, maybe from a friend, maybe from a book or a podcast. Or how do we know if the counsel is good counsel? How do we know if it's good counsel? Here's, you, or you may even be getting advice from your lawyer about something. How do we know if what the lawyer is saying is good counsel? Listen to what James says here. He gives us some descriptions to like make sure, like a filter to send things through. James 3:14. This is where James, he just like, he just takes the gloves off and he's like, right, I'm gonna, just going to hit you with this. If you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such, and it's in inverted commas, like, such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it 's earthly it 's unspiritual it 's demonic, bang for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you 'll find disorder in every evil practice i mean james he 's like he 's getting a bit feisty here isn 't he but you know a lot of people embrace that uh, you know bitterness you know which is just holding things against people, um, envy, which is uh, you know, getting grumpy because other people have things that you don't have that you want. Selfish ambition. Selfish, you know, the word selfish just means it's all about me. Ambition is like, I want, I want to be great. I mean, selfish ambition is, uh, is a thing that you hear promoted in, our, in the world as something like that's worth going after. That's worth going after. You know, you you go get it. You promote yourself. You, you know, you get to the top. Just just go for it. Bitter envy is uh, like a bit of a checklist for you. Like, some, here's some signs of bitterness. If you think like, oh, is that me? Oh, I don't know. Like, here's, some, here's, here's a bit of a checklist around this, something of bitterness. It's like if you, you hold a grudge, you're always complaining. You're not grateful for the good things that are in your life. You want bad things things for those who have hurt you you're jealous when good happens to someone else you can't share someone else's joy, you're cynical you blame others for your problems you can't see anything positive in positive people bit of a checklist, quite helpful, selfish ambition I got a friend who um, worked for Boeing, you know the airplane company, 80 billion dollar company Not. Sure. I think it's, I think it used to be worth a lot more <laughs> COVID Uh, and you know they've had some stuff but anyway he he just slowly became more and more of a big dog in the company until he became like a really big dog like 80 billion dollar company you've got the the CEO right at the top and then you've got a row of next level uh, uh, vice presidents I guess you'd call them and he was one of those guys and um, and he got to a point, you know, but he got there and he goes like, man, this is like so much different than what I thought it was going to be. Like, it was just, and he ended up just like hating his job. And over the COVID time when they're offering voluntary redundancy, he took it. Now what he does is he, he, he's the chairman of his uh, neighborhood, um, neighborhood community group and um, helps out doing ch- children's ministry at church on Sunday. Love it. I was just reading this article. You know, this thing of like selfishness. I was reading this article in the Herald yesterday. And some of you may have seen it. Um, the, t- the The heading was something like, "Just because I've chosen not to have kids doesn't mean that I'm an encore babysitter for yours." I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What's this about? I read this article, and it was just so. so self-serving the article it was was just it just felt so like everything in my life is going to be all about me and I got to the end of it I actually felt really sorry for this person that wrote that article I thought like if that is your life that is going to it's going to be a life that's going to leave you empty so James gives you some filters if you're going to get some counsel if you're going to get some advice from people run it through this We've already read this, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. You know, when you read the Bible and you come across a list like that, you know, that's like a list. What do you do with that? What do you do with a list? Here's what I would recommend you do with a list, is that you turn that list into prayer. God, I'm in this conflict right now. Like, Can you give me some wisdom from above? Like, Can you help me? God, would you keep me pure in this, in this challenge? Would you give me a heart that would want to make peace in this place? Would you give me a heart that is sincere? There's a word submissive up there as well. It just means that I'm, I'll be willing to yield to the other person if that's going to be, um, if that's appropriate. You know, you might be in your head, might be thinking like, "I so want to win this fight. <laughs> um, I so want to get the last word." And, but God, make me peace-loving above everything else. You know, if all of us, if all of God's people, took this as a list to to use and pray through when they're in a uh, a challenging relational bump. Then there would be way less blowing up of relationships. You know. Be way less divorces. It'd be way less issues amongst you know amongst people and way less church splits. I mean, imagine like if you had a, you know your friends, your bunch of friends, and you say like, okay, guys, this is we're gonna or in your in your life group, like let's make this a framework for how we do things together. Let's write these things down, and this is this is what we'll do, and this is what we'll pray so good you know over the last three years I've spent hours and hours on the phone with lots of people that have found the season challenging and there's been a lot of, lot of anger and uh, I've tried my best to bring wisdom from above wisdom from heaven peace yeah. Now, if you want to talk, I'll listen. And even though many of them, like, and I hear this from churches all over the place, you know, like whether you, if you had vaccine pass services, you had angry people. If you didn't have vaccine pass services, you had angry people. Um, angry people because the church should be doing this or the church should be doing this. And you'd have people from both sides saying that this is what the church should be doing. And, um but the thing with all of those conversations, and um, I, was on, I, stayed on, I stayed in the conversation as long as it needed to happen until the, the heat went out of the conversation. And uh, and I know that with every single person, even though some of them have moved on from, from here for different reasons, um, with every single person I know, if I bumped into them in, in the street, we would be at peace. You know, we would be friends. We would be able to um, hug each other and, and uh, and, and say hi you know, It's because God's people Are people of peace God's people are people of peace, of peace Like You know Artists They create art Rugby players They play rugby You know Accountants Do spreadsheets God's people, we sow peace. Christians, we sow peace. That is what we do. And as the family of God, you know, for all of us, at some point we have to allow the wisdom of God to come into our lives and change us so that then we, as God's people, can bring God's peace out into our communities, our neighbourhoods, our workplaces, our sports teams and be able to bring light and life and peace. That's what we're made for. We're made to be peacemakers, so that we can go and bring that peace into everything that we move into, everything that we touch, everything that we're involved in. If I was you, I'd be going, Amen, but like, you can do whatever you like, but like, I'm like, that's what it's all about. We're meant to be peacemakers. We're meant to be peacemakers. Yeah, you may be here today and you may have never had faith as part of your your life. Or you may be here today and just feeling a million miles away from God. You know, you may be watching online and just feeling like man, I'm just feeling a million miles away from God. And, you know, this morning, you're just thinking like, you know, I need, I need God. I need God. I need to choose to be born again. You know, like a spiritual birth. That's what God invites us into. God invites us like, he says, let me do for you what you can't do for yourself. Let me create a new, a new heart. Let me forgive you and wipe you free of all of your shame and guilt. I would love you to choose that this morning, and if that is you, if if that is something that you would like, whether you're online or, or here, if it's like, if you want, if that is you and you're saying yes to that, just in this moment, like, can you just put your hand up just so I can see you, and we can, uh, and then we'd love to have a conversation. Um, but if that's you, just just put your hand up, just where you are, just pop it up, so I can see you. Thank you. Anyone else? Cool. I'd love to just pray for you now and it may be a prayer that we can all join in but Lord Jesus I just ask that you would come into my life now that you would come into my life now that you would bring your spirit and make, bring my spirit to life God, that you would forgive my sins and that you would cleanse me of all unrighteousness. That you would set me on a new path. You set me on your path. And that you would fill me with your spirit. That you would in- empower me to live a life of wisdom from above. A life of, uh, of love and joy and peace. Amen. I mean, if that was you, you prayed that prayer, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Why don't we stand together as we close? If you're able, please, we'd love you to stand. Just love to pray just encourage you like each one of you you know your life you know your life outside of coming to church on a sunday you know your workplace you know your uh your your home situation you know your relationships you know those family members that you know maybe like you just haven't talked to for a long time what i'd encourage each one of us like is to as we're, we think of our own situation, I'd encourage you just to expect to receive something from God this morning as I pray. God's a giver of good gifts. I'm just going to pray that you would receive wisdom from heaven, wisdom from above. I, I love... For me, it's so, so helpful. Often, I just to hold out my hands like this, as if I'm about to receive something from God. It just seems to help open open me to what God would have for me. If you would like to do that, you know, encourage you to do that. But God, we invite you now, God, with the power from the Holy Spirit, God, to come, come and impart to us that which we we cannot know. Ourselves, we pray that you would impart to us power from on high, wisdom from heaven. God, we pray you'd plant courage in our hearts, God, to, to be peacemakers. God, especially in our families, God, I like I know that for many of you, you're thinking of that person in your family. It's just like, man, that thing just like was just too hard, and it's just we've been apart for ages. And and uh, the the invitation of God for you today is to have courage and to uh, to make first steps towards bringing peace in that situation. And I feel like that, that for many of you. The person that you are thinking of is is missing the relationship, you know, and yet there's just whatever it is—it's pride or fear or just uh, uncertainty of what's going to happen. But there's just this: no one wants to make the first step. God, may we be the people that would take the first step towards bringing peace. for people that are here that have a um, like a short fuse Holy Spirit come and and undo that God let wisdom from above replace that transform by the power of God transform that miraculously turn that around Healing to whatever pain there is that that is that, that is uh, is there from things that have happened that perhaps are, are leading to that God, but bring transformation in this moment by the power of God. Would you would, you, would that change by the power of the Holy Spirit? We ask for, for transformation in Jesus' name. That that short fuse would become a mile long. That it could. It could be lit and go for ages and never, ever, you know, set any dynamite off. God, that there would be no more short fuse. God, we trust in the miracle working, transforming power of God, transforming power of the Holy Spirit. So we say yes and amen to that. God, I pray that for each one of us, as we step into our lives, let us take just a deep conviction and understanding in our hearts and in our heads that we are the, we are the peace of God. We are the peace bringers. We will love peace we will make peace and we will sow in peace and we thank you that you are faithful and your, your words are true and that you say that those who sow in peace will reap a harvest of righteousness it's kind of a weird phrase it's not even sure exactly probably for many of us what that even means but it sounds good God and we say yes to that we say yes to a harvest of righteousness big words that are like I'm not sure what that means but God it sounds good and we want it for our lives thank you for your presence here, God. We pray your blessing, God, on each person that is here today, that you would bless them, that they would they would go in your peace, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day and be blessed.